Hello, my friends, and welcome into today's episode of Forte Catholic. I'm so glad that you are here, especially because we didn't have an episode last week. One of those rare weeks where we don't have an episode, and I explain why in today's episode. It has been pretty hectic over here on our end, but we're back today. Catherine Whitaker came and recorded today, the day that this episode comes out, right here in studio with me. It was a, a quick and wild recording. Uh, with, I mean, people just keep coming to this window, man. We had another lawnmower outside of our window. Just, it's just been a theme over the last month or so of the show. We hope that you enjoy it. Uh, if you do, please hit subscribe wherever you are listening, or if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. You know you want to. It's so satisfying to click a button and for a thumbs up to happen. Y'all are the best. Hope you enjoy today's show. What's up? Welcome to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Catherine Whitaker. You're in my, you're back in my house. I am sunglasses and all. I came in hot. <laughs> Coming in hot. Yeah, you are. Like legitimately warm. Like yes. it is very hot outside. I gave you a hug when you came and you were like radiating. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I started sweating because of our hug. <laughs> yeah, it's uh and it's not even that hot in college station. It's like 75, but it feels like 800 degrees. Is it really? I don't believe you. We were at Tripads yesterday and it was hotter than hell. Oh, it is. Boom. Exactly can you 75. Point that to the camera. I can. They're not going to be able to see it, but 75. Let's see what feels it like. feels like. It probably doesn't feel like Feels like 77. Boy. Liars. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Did they add humidity in there? That, that, that That's was, a lie. That was Satan. He's like, oh, yeah, it feels like 77 <laughs> down here, guys. We got it. We're good. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you, you were between things with your kids at, uh, at A&M. So you were like, Hey, uh, can we reschedule? And I'm like, well, hey, no, no, that, because make, this was quite literally the last time we were could record for this week. No, I liked what you said. You're like, we can reschedule until one forty five. Right. <laughs> like you're like, unless you want to do it in your car. Right. <laughs> I was like, I have like an hour and a half of wiggle room. Yeah. Uh, because we didn't release an episode last week and we'll get into why my life's been <laughs> absolutely insane. I haven't missed an episode in a while and uh, we just couldn't do it. But before we get into everything I had planned for today, you, I don't know if it's a, uh, I'll let you decide. Do you think it's a suburban white woman thing? Do you think it's an old, like, generational thing? Do you think it's, um, I don't know what it is, but you did something that nobody's done to me in years today. I called you. No, 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 no. Oh. That's fine. <laughs> I, 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 I'm fine with the okay. call. No, you sent me, like, your Waze, W-A-Z-E, uh -huh. like, location, which, like, nobody has done to me in seven years. Really? And I, like, watched you approach here. And so what What do you think? Why did you do that? Uh, I'll did tell you, you. Do you know it's weird? <laughs> <laughs> it's not weird. The reason that I do that is because like when I have, when I'm trying to tell Scott where I'm going to be, I, he's always like, let me know where you are. I mean, I know that he can pull up my iPhone and like find sure my can. iPhone. That's how modern people do it. Shut up. But, <laughs> but I felt like I wanted you to have an exact ETA. And let me just say this. I'm really bad at estimating time. Mm. So I'll be like, hey, I'll be there in seven minutes. 45 minutes later, I show up. That's what so happened today. <laughs> <laughs> With the app and everything. You know? So I was trying to give you like an ex more exact time. And instead of, and also I was trying to get here fast and I can just like, oh, I'll just share that instead of trying to, Drive and text, Taylor. See? 
Also, your problem. Modern problems require modern solutions. <laughs> but Waze is, by the way, did you know that Waze is made or created in Israel? Did you know that? By Israelis? That. Yeah. Fun fact. So that has nothing to do with if this. If TikTok has but, to go because the Chinese, then I guess Waze has to go because of Israel, yeah. huh? <laughs> but I guess, I think I usually do that when I'm sending my ETA to men. Maybe that's because I got in the habit of that with Scott, but... I guess. Okay, now that makes me feel self-conscious. Like, you're like, hey, I need to send my location to somebody just in case this man <laughs> kills me. <laughs> I think I was just trying to be polite. Well, you did it. And my response was <laughs> in kind. So but the funniest part of it was I was shocked that I received it. But then I clicked on it and I was like, well, if she sent it to me, I might as well track Not her. You know, like, Listen, I would only send that to people that I trusted. I'll put it that way. Oh, that's I don't nice. randomly send people my ETA through ways on text message. So well, that, that, I feel I feel honored, uh, especially you should because do you do you know what your name is in ways? Oh my gosh, I need to change that. I just now thought about that. Your name is Mom. Is it? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Is it really? <laughs> so it said, Mom is tracking your Mom has shared her location with you. Mom will be there in 20 minutes. Mom is arriving. Mom is turning the May corner. Maybe I'm <laughs> sending that to my kids. Yeah, you are. And that's what that's, that's what I figured. Hilarious. So I, I felt like I was part of the family. Well, welcome to the family. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay. So now, uh, other than uh, tracking you and your location. Yeah, I, I, I'm a modern husband or modern spouse i just pull up find my iphone well i mean yes I'll, we do that too like i can figure i yeah i'm glad that we've got a lawnmower going it's on a lawnmower like what if, <laughs> i don't know that? what's going on man the last two months like people just keep approaching this window and i it's driving me crazy driving me crazy you need to put a sign up like i have baby sleeping baby sleeping <laughs> but like that. in the yard like stay away from my yard okay <laughs> but this is actually perfect we were having a good time and now i'm angry again uh which is actually a pretty good encapsulation of like the last two weeks that I've had, yeah. uh, which is interesting because I thought the last time I recorded with Father Anthony, so I was like three, three weeks ago, I had talked about how like I was experiencing like some of the highest highs and some of the lowest lows, like some like with him, it was like a lot of there was a couple of professional wins and a couple of like big professional losses and like spiritual life was like super like uh, up and down. And I talked about that and I thought like it was like it seemed special like not in like a good or bad way just like out of the ordinary like how much good highs there were how much lows there were like usually life's just kind of like mostly like like baseline like you have, you have a baseline things are good things are bad things happen but life's mostly good uh i had no idea what was coming <laughs> it got so, so much better and so much worse all at the same time so over the last two weeks we, that's why we didn't record an episode last week because i'm just busy and I thought I was going to have more help than I had in certain areas of life. And I traveled. I was gone for two days for a track meet. Like, it was just busy, but also, like, in in insane. So No, I knew it was bad because I texted you and I emailed you. And I'm like, Taylor is incommunicado. <laughs> right. This is very uncharacteristic Taylor. I spent most of yesterday apologizing to all of my clients because things were late. And I'm like, if it makes you feel better, I haven't posted anything for myself in 17 days. <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, y'all's is late. Mine doesn't exist. So uh, it's been a roller coaster. And like, roller, do you like roller coasters? Are you a fan? I of know. I love roller coasters. Okay. Yeah. So, hardcore. I mean, Except oh, not backwards. I don't like to go backwards. Really? No. I, I kind of like those. Well, <clears throat> I'll, I'll flip. I will 
cork. I will do it all. Don't send me backwards. Why is that? Why don't you like Because you don't know I where can't, you're... I can't see where I'm going. Well, yeah. <laughs> that is, that is, okay. That's pretty but, simple but, like, but even the corkscrew, like, you can see it. I just need to know where I'm going. It's the surprise. You don't like surprises. Correct. Bah! <laughs> I did that to one of my track athletes yesterday, and she punched me in the arm. <laughs> well, if I'd have had, if I, you have me in this cage. I if I had been less restricted, you might have gotten well, that, the same weird. response. I'm tracking you, and now you're in a cage. This is getting worse <laughs> by the minute. Um, but roller coasters, I like roller coasters. Mostly fun. A little, they can be a little bit scary. That's like for yeah. you, if you're going backwards. For me, it's like uh, there was one. At Astro World in Houston, like oh my grew gosh, up. I loved Astro World. Zero to sixty in like one point two seconds, like something ridiculous, right? Where you're just sitting there, and they won't tell you. There's not like a boop, 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 like, and then you go like the Aerosmith at uh, <laughs> Disney World, yeah. Right. Uh, but like they would just it would it was anywhere from like two seconds to nine seconds once they're like ready, and because the whole thing was like you're just gonna. They're just going to send you and they send you and you just go and it's super fast. And then it's a pretty short ride, but like, it's all about that. Like that first jolt. Uh, but, uh, you've been to enough, uh, I almost said, uh, theaters. That's how tired I am. Amusement parks. You've you've also been to a lot of theaters. You've been to enough amusement parks where like, uh, bad things can happen too. Like, obviously there's been some tragedy stuff, but I'm talking more like the kind of annoying bad things that can happen. Like, you go and flip upside down and you lose your shoe. Like I'm currently wearing like my slippers. I wouldn't wear these to the park, but like sometimes people wear sandals or they're wearing like water shoes or something. Cause there's a water park next door. Yep. And we've all seen somebody flips over and boom, there goes a shoe. So now you have to walk around an amusement park. You're four miles from your car and you don't have a shoe. And it's like, and it'll cost you $700 <laughs> right? to get a new pair. Yeah, exactly. We can give you a Disney world pair. that's uh, made from Mickey's ears and they cost you more than the ticket cost. Right. Um, but you could also. I've also seen people lose their phones, which is like brutal. I mean, for me, I'd that, rather lose a shoe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I gotta be honest. <laughs> Take my shoe. Exactly. So bad things happen, and that's essentially like what the roller coaster of my life has felt like. There's been some like slower times of like the waiting in line, which waiting in line is not fun, but it's like slower and it's fine. And then there's like the excitement of like getting closer to the line, like okay, you're getting in the car and it's gonna be fun. And then there's like the fun part. And the highs have been really high, but then there's the lows of like, I feel like I really enjoyed this and my shoe and my phone fell out. There's been some pretty bad moments too. So um, it's been like with uh, with coaching, it's been with work, it's been with uh, personal life, it's been with family. Like it's just been, all of it's been really good and really bad. It's not like things are in shambles, but it's just like, it's been like confusing to the point of like, I don't know how I'm supposed to act <laughs> because it's like, on the one hand, uh, let me just give you an example. So we'll talk about track stuff in a second. But I think the most uh, the most insane example of this in the last couple of weeks was actually this past Sunday. We're recording this like the day it goes out. So this is literally two days ago. Uh, we had all of our family in town. My middle child's first communion. Just the prettiest. She's such a darling little child. So pretty. She was so excited for her first communion. She's, she almost accidentally had her first communion like six months ago because some other kid had their first communion. She thought it was hers because oh, she was preparing yeah. for it. So she... Like, it was one of those things where I, like, bowed, and I looked up, and she was receiving, and I, like, smacked her head, like, in the community <laughs> no. line. Um, but we had we had family in. We had, we had friends in. We had, like, the, the, her godfather and godmother, like, hadn't Aww. seen each other in years. They got to take pictures together. Like, it was just a beautiful day. And then we had a party over here. Our priest came. Our friends and family came. It was just a great day. And then we're, like, riding on the high of that. 
And then my son goes to mm-hmm. uh, roller skating at the park, and he falls, and he like lands on his hand and breaks his elbow. So like, uh. I go over there, I pick him up. Like he can't pick up his arms. So I'm like picking him up off the ground. I'm like having to pick his arm up as I'm like picking his body up to like because yes, he can't lift his arm. It, yeah. Um, we take him to the ER. We spend four hours in the ER, just me and him, and. They get x-rays, and it's like, I mean, it's swelled up so fast that, like, I knew it was broken, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and that's what they said. They're like, that we knew it was broken. And we've only had one, uh, uh, ironically enough, that Maggie, who had her first communion this weekend, is the only person in our family that's broken a bone, and she broke her arm. But it was, like, a simple fracture, so they just put a cast on it, and she was fine. Yeah. Chris needs surgery. Like, oh. he broke it, and it's, like, out of place enough that he's going to need surgery with pins in it, and... Brutal, and it's right Seth. before summer. Right before summer, he's oh, just started playing soccer the for the worst. first time. He's out with soccer. He's out for swimming for the summer. Like, just sucks. Can I cry for you? Because that <laughs> sounds awful. It is. I'm it's, so it's, sorry. it's been pretty awful. Um, so, like, my first reaction is like, well, first reaction is like, I need to go get him. He's at the park. I, need, I you know, I, uh, I need to go drive, drive, pick him up. I'm like, the first thing I'm worried about is like his pain, right? Because sure. you, you see your baby hurting. It's like that sucks. Um, we get into the hospital, hospital, but then reality starts to set in of like, we have been, it's a long story, but we've been fighting with, we, we've had the, the, the kids have been on the government insurance for years um, that we've been fighting with them for the last four months. Like since the new year of like, do we actually qualify for this now or not? Because like my wife got a job, we're making some more money than we were. We were, you know, we were below the poverty line. Now we're right above it. <laughs> so it's like, we're like, do we qualify for this or not? So like now we're driving to the hospital. Not knowing if he's insured oh, for so his broken arm, we're not sure if it's gonna like we have to do the surgery. Like we're worried about his his pain, we're worried about his growth plates, and now we're worried about money, all within an hour. You know, after this great day <laughs> and a great weekend, and then it's just super stressful. So we're 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 there. We get the X rays. It is officially broken. They they find us a surgeon, but like here we are on Tuesday. We went and saw his primary care doctor yesterday. And we think we have insurance, but we're not sure. Like, we have it currently. Like, it currently says it's active, but they could revoke it at any point. So, yeah, it's just been, like, it's stuff like that. Like, legit, like, there's been other stuff around my life. That was just this past Sunday. But there's been other stuff where it's just been, like, it. that was just so acute. Like, it was all within four hours of, like, this is one of the best days we've ever had to, well, not anymore. You know? But that's how you know there is a God and there is a Satan. Because only something that beautiful would Satan try to steal your joy right. with something like that. Right. Because he knows, like, he knows what your pain points are, right? Right. And so then he just, like, goes for the jugular every time. He's such a jerk. He is. My jugular is hurting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, well, punching I'll, me in the neck. <laughs> offline, if you need help navigating insurance, that's what we did with our premium. I'm like, kind mm, of an expert. Yeah. We, we have had, uh, it, it, the, the nice part has been, I, I think I tweeted it out and shared it on Instagram uh, while we were in the ER of like, hey, this is what happened. We're, we're not sure what's going on. I hadn't shared all the details with most people until now um, of like why it's like extra stressful. Like, you know, kids that break their arms, but it's like, we don't yeah, know how we're going to pay more, for this. You know? yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so like, but people have, that was the, like a positive thing. It's like people were just been so nice. Like we, yeah. we asked for prayers. People have been praying for us. People have been offering to help with like you know like we have we have uh, people in town that are doctors that have offered to help we have you know people that like you, like you just did with insurance we have uh, a friend of mine uh online who you know i don't i'll say her name because i think she was doing it to help you know, 
You, you never know if yeah. you're outing someone. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I would be outing her for something doing nice. Like her husband is an orthopedic surgeon, and mm-hmm. like I was really worried about his growth plates because like sure you are. I was an athlete. I think he's gonna be an athlete on a coach. Like so, like and and like I was worried about his growth plates, and like that part got put to ease last night because that orthopedic surgeon said as yeah. long as they do the surgery, you should. Right. It should be fine. So like that, like worry and unknown got put to rest by a friend of ours. So it was just like, even in that, it's like, I don't know how to act. Cause it's like, I had just shared like, like even like sharing on social media. It's like, I had just shared this great win. And now I'm like, well, everything's crap. And it's like, I shared those within like 12 minutes of each right, other. People it's are like, like, I'm yeah. sorry. Are you okay? Yeah. 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 No. So it's just been, Super strange, and it's like, how, like, how am I supposed to like, like Sunday night? I was like, well, how am I supposed to like? What is my demeanor supposed to be? I have no idea how I'm supposed to like act because like, we had a great day with the family, and I'm like super happy for my second child, but then also like suffering with my first one, and it's just like I don't know what to do. So I just like didn't do anything. I was just like, I just hung out with him and kind of focused on him, but like, I don't know how to like. I didn't know what to like. It's, you know, it's been two days, and I like hadn't really told anybody if like I don't know how to say this or when to say this or what's appropriate or not. Um, because yeah, I mean, when you're going through, like I, I used to have two emotions, you know, laughter and rage. And I've, you know, I've, I've picked up a few more over the last five, six years, you know, so I have a wider gamut of, of emotions, but I don't think I had felt all of them that in what, like three hours, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just strange. Well, but I think that there is a, I mean, I think there's a little bit of the spiritual life in there and that you have to stay present, first of all. But also things get more complicated, Taylor. Like it's not just as easy as being like, oh, you should be joyful because of this. And, oh, you shouldn't be that frustrated because you know that it's all going to work out. Like people try to faith, like Jesus talk you out of it, which I really hate that. Um, yeah, somebody told me to pray over his arm and it would heal. Uh, and I was like, I don't think so, buddy. I'm going to need you to stop talking. <laughs> like I'm going to no. pray, but I'm not. We're going to have the surgery, my guy. Of, <laughs> of course you are. Yeah, but you can't, there are some things that you can't pray away. But also, it's it's the reality that the older that you get and the more complicated the situation, it's not as easy to figure out, how am I supposed to do this? And so, I say a lot of come Holy Spirit prayers, but I mean, I th- you're doing all the right things, Taylor, because you love your kids. So, do. you do the things that... Like, what's the next right thing? Right. We'll do that. And then and then I also think that God sort of gives us u- this unique ability to go through difficult things and we, like we get through it and then we look back and we're like, how did how did we do that? Or I don't even or, or like when you're in trauma, you're like, I don't know how we did that. But then but then you look back and you're like, oh, I see that this person did that. And and I said this or we did that. But I think sometimes he gives you the grace to just move through the hard thing. And then you get on the other side and you're like. Okay, and then it sort of hits later. At least that's been our experience with really hard, difficult things is somehow, some way you get through it. And I think that he gives you moments of like your first king and to be like, remember, I haven't left you. This really sucky, horrible thing just happened and right, Satan's right. a big fat jerk. <laughs> right. But I also gave you some joy. So right. don't forget that. Yeah. And um, it, yeah, he's good about that. Yeah. But it it doesn't mean that it's not hard. Yeah, it's it's interesting. To, it's it's uh, a, a both funny and like a little like uh, like pat on the back kind of thing of like uh, you were saying like you know it only gets harder as you get older and like you know mm-hmm. older kids and more, more life life gets it's interesting because I was talking about this with one of my assistant coaches who's one of my former athletes who I've been through some high highs and some low lows with him like high highs as in 
he won a state championship. Low lows, as in he was a senior during COVID and didn't get to finish his career. You know, like, so we've been through those high highs and we've talked about that. And I was kind of sharing with him, like some of the stuff that I'm, I'm sharing with you now. And he was like, I can't imagine. I was, and I was like, cause he's like 20. Right. And so like, I'm like a little bit more than a decade older than him. And we're around that same kind of gap of like, I just told him what you told me. <laughs> and now I'm like, Oh crap. I thought it was there. And I gotta, it's only going to get worse from here. So, uh, but, two, two but, people older saying it's but, only gonna, your life's only going to get worse. But the good news <laughs> is, is that even though life gets, I think in some ways more difficult, but thankfully you get more life experience and you get wiser. So like the mom that I am today won't be the mom 10 years from now and praise God for that because hopefully she'll learn a little bit more. You know, she'll be a little more patient, a little more forgiving, a little bit more merciful. So, I mean, good job for having my sixth kid because she's going to get the best of me. (laughs) It's my older (laughs) kids. But no, I I do think that you encounter things and you're like, all right, so this is how we're going to do this. And then something similar, but maybe not quite exactly happens again. And you're like, all right, we've done this before. Like it feels familiar, and we're going to learn from what we did the last time. And so with each thing, it's like uh, when you go to the gym, right? Like get a little bit stronger. You can lift a little bit more. You can do more things. You get a little bit more flexible because you just keep showing up. So Until I keep going and then I get hurt and then I get worse, which okay. is the theme for my life these days. <laughs> There's that too. I actually played basketball last night and I've been playing basketball once a week for about two or three months. The first couple of times were absolutely grueling. Couldn't breathe, couldn't move. Everything hurt. I played pretty well last night. All right, see? And things are getting better. So, All right. You know, sometime in the next month, I'll probably break my ankle or something. You know, like that's just how life goes <laughs> for me. Don't say that. Don't say that. Um, so that was like the, the microcosm. Now, looking, looking back a little bit more, people that have been listening for a while know that I coach track at our local Catholic school, and we are currently in the last week of the season. So, like, we're – I haven't talked to the audience since – like our postseason started district region and then state. So Sunday was kind of like a great story becoming bad track has been the opposite. It was a terrible story becoming good. So we had our district meet and we were slight, slight, slight favorites to win the meet. And we, you know, so Track meets start with all of the field events and then the two mile, like the longest race. And then we do all of that. And then you start all of the rest of the running. The first running event, other than the two mile that we did four hours ago, is the four by one. So everybody's running 100 meters, which is like one fourth of a track. And our girls four by one was the fastest four by one in the state have already run faster than like taps two A. So taps is like our. Like the UIL of Catholic schools. UIL of, yeah, yeah, Christian schools, parochial schools, that sort of thing. Um, and then we're 2A. People seem to know that. You know, this is a smaller school, not the smallest, but not one of the bigger. So the TAPS 2A state record, we've already run 0.2 seconds faster Dang. than that the week before district. Um, You're not even a state yet. We're, we're not. And, uh, and with that team, like we were projected to get first or second at state at the time with, with, with district. So we needed... And and we haven't had a mistake in that relay for two years. It has been mostly the same girls. There's been like one or two minor tweaks with like just kind of flipping a couple up, but it's been essentially the same six girls. 
running it, making making those right. four for the last two years, and we've never had a mistake. And then first event of the day, drop the baton. Oh, we, top four teams move forward to region. We got sixth, oh. so we're not going through. Like just it is it Crushing. is the single worst moment Crushing. of my coaching career. Like the closest second was like not getting to compete in the COVID year with like, especially with a couple of those seniors. Like it was just, it was just over. Right. But especially when you know, they can do it. They know they can do it. We are literally there. And like, it literally happened. The dropping the baton happened within, it was a two second time frame, and our season fell apart oh. in a two second time frame. You know, like think, think like obviously of like a football game or a basketball game, like obviously like the last, if, if, if there's like a buzzer beater in the last two seconds, like, Obviously, it could change a game in, in two seconds, sure. right? But in it, people know a lot more about basketball and football than they do, like track. This is like this would be the equivalent of like the beginning of the second quarter, right? <laughs> at a track meet, and it's over. It's over. Like that, that relay is done, which means that we're probably not going to win the state title because we don't get we, like, right. You have 20, to have enough points. We don't yep. have to have enough points. That they, they they were the favorite to win that. Like it was just absolutely devastating, and like. The whole team was shell shocked. I was shell shocked. The other coaches were shell shocked. The girls were shell shocked. Like, we didn't like really, really recover all day, but we didn't like even somewhat start to recover for like an hour, hour and a half. Like, we're halfway through the running by the time we're starting to, we're just like, it, just like in shock, right? Um, so we get sixth place and there's all white flags during it. So, which means that we didn't do anything illegal. We didn't get disqualified, but there's all, um, but we got sixth, so we're not right. going through because it's the top four from our district, top four from the other district make the regional meet, which is going to happen the next week. So we had the single most de depressing week of practice. After oh, I can imagine ever had. because like imagine. everything else went well, right? Like we had a lot of good happen that day. But that's got to be difficult to think that it comes down to one baton, yeah. right? That that's what that's that's the, what it came, like, and it, it like. You, you try not to let – because, like, everybody knew the implications of it. Everybody knew the implications of, like, right. what that meant for our next two yeah. weeks. So, like, even though we had, like, 90% of things go, like, incredibly well, that one thing, that two seconds ruined our day. So that was on a Tuesday. So we have practice Wednesday. Like, we're, like – if not depressed, at least we're all showing signs of depression. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's six days, right? Where we're like, I'm like, I think the only time I've ever been depressed in my life was COVID. Like when COVID first hit, this was pretty close. probably number two, right? Like it was a rough week. And then I'm sitting, uh, laying in my room, uh, Sunday night, I get an email saying, hey, two other teams dropped out of the four by one, which means that your girls are in. So the other, like we have four teams in our district. The other team's supposed to send four out of their district. Well, they, they only ran three teams, which meant that our fifth place team could go, but that's not us because we right. got sixth. So that five plus three would be eight. Well, that fifth place team decides not to go. So now we're in, right? But I haven't told you one part of the story. One part of the story was that, after the district meet, we don't get the results until after the meet. We look at the results, and it says that we were disqualified 
which we weren't disqualified because there was white flags. This was at, at, by the time we got the results, it's six hours later than, right. than, than the race started. And we knew we were sad because we didn't qualify, not because we were disqualified, right? right. Um, and we're like confused. We started asking some questions. We're like, why are we disqualified? But ultimately, like, it like, wasn't going to matter too much because. Yeah, you're we, like, we well, we didn't. Yeah, right? we didn't. We didn't uh, make it. But then we get an email Sunday night and says, your girls are in. And I'm like, there's no way this is real. Like, I've had a bad enough week where I'm right. like, there's no way this is going to You're happen. like, Who, who's, where's Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Or Satan, uh, right. which is what or I was him. thinking. But you know, I like Ashton a little bit Thank more you. than I like Satan. Um, we get this email. Hey, you're in. So I immediately call one of our coaches. Talking to him, I'm like, is this real? What do I, how do I respond? Like, what do I say? Do I just say yes? Do I explain what happened? Do I, like, what, what do I say, right? So I'm like, yeah, we're in. But, like, even before I could respond with it, the person that we got the first email from says, oh, actually, we don't have a time for you. They can't run. So within 17 minutes, 17 minutes, we went from oh my gosh. super depressed for six days to oh, light at the end of the tunnel to just slammed back in our face of, like, you can't run it, right? So then I send her a long email. Because, like, if we didn't was have it, time. Was it because the quali- the qualifying? Because the, dis- like, yeah. The so disqualification. Like, we, we got sixth place. We did not get disqualified. It, somebody at the meet disqualified us from like way up in the booth with, which isn't allowed but nobody told us that so we couldn't like challenge it because like if there's ever like a rules dispute during the meet so like if there would have been a red flag you all of one, sure. one coach from every school it's like eight nine schools at this meet would have gone to the middle we would have talked it out looked at the rules and made a like decision like yeah. essentially like i would have been like kind of pled our case or whatever like sure. said what happened then i would have walked away and the other coaches would have voted on what would happen this is what should happen in football, by the way. The <laughs> anyway, I digress. But they didn't tell us that. All the coaches, all the other coaches got like we that opportunity to challenge it got taken away from us. So the the lady who works for Taps, I sent her a long email. Oh, I would have sent more than that, but that was well, nice of you to just send a long email. Well, I uh <laughs> we needed to be truthful and tactful, right? <laughs> so I sent a long email explaining what happened. And she was like, well, I need to call. I need to make some phone calls in the morning. So now, like. So now it's still me, hanging in the balance. Me and the other coach are the only two people in the world that know that this is a possibility now. And, like, we know that it's probably the difference between a state championship and not a state championship. Oh which we, gosh. in a hundred and, we've, we celebrated our 125th anniversary as a school a few years ago. So we're, like, you know, 125 to 130. You're the years. oldest school in the diocese. Yeah. yeah. And we've never won a state championship in academics. Or, I'm sorry, in athletics. They've won like band and they've won a couple of sure. academic things, but we've never won a sports state championship in over 125 years. So we thought it just got like ripped out from under us, under the rug, right? Um, well, she calls and, and she, she calls me back Monday morning. So I, can't, I cannot sleep like Sunday night. And neither does the other coach. We're like, we, we wake up the next day, we look like raccoons, we look ridiculous, right? And we get a call. She said she's going to call me Monday morning. That's morning, rude. Morning You're like, can't you just call me Sunday <laughs> afternoon? <laughs> well, no, we, the email was Sunday night. Oh, it was so Sunday like, night. We're, we're oh, talking okay. at like 9 okay. o'clock at night, emailing okay. back and forth. She, I was like, was she just holding the care. Right. I'll call <laughs> you in three days. Right. Like, okay. So okay, she says she'll call me in the morning. She ends up calling a little bit after, like, you know, pretty close. But yeah. but she had to make phone calls. She said that officially that we're, we're back in. That we oh. can run at Region. I was getting ready to be like <laughs> these kids. I know, it was it was rough. So they said that we're officially in. They called the Taps office to clarify the rules to make sure that we're all above board and everything. And then they called 
the athletic director at our rival school where that hosted the meet. And he, surprisingly enough, and I'm very grateful for it, like just told the truth of what happened. They were not disqualified. Somebody else made that call. They're not disqualified. They got sixth, but they're not disqualified. So our rival school, and I have had some rules disputes in the past. I've been coaching for eight years. There's always going to be a little bit of rules disputes, or, or at least questions. Of sure. like, I'm not sure if that's how this is supposed to go. Uh, maybe I assumed wrong, and I thought this was it. Now, there's been times that I was wrong, and times where I thought I think they were wrong, right? So this has happened before. We've had state, a state championship, not as a team, but as an individual kind of taken from us because of our rules thing like it's this has been a thing right um any piece of that could have gone wrong and it all went right so we got to run at regionals and the fastest they always go fastest middle to outside it's like yeah. lane oh, yeah. four is the yeah. fastest and then it goes five three yeah three. so lane eight is the slowest seat so you're on lane eight we won by like 40 meters at regionals in lane eight <laughs> dang so we're in we're through to state and because of that, we won regionals. I got goosebumps. First time the girls ever won regionals because we had our team back. We had our yeah. we had everybody back, and right? they were like on on it, on it. Like yeah. I don't think we're gonna mess up. <laughs> <laughs> it's no baton dropping. We learned our lesson, right? And we tweaked some things and changed things. Added a couple more uh, fail safes to our to our methods, right? Um, but we won the regional meet last week. I was gone Wednesday and Thursday. Big reason why. I didn't record an episode last week because we were busy and I was kind of depressed and, <laughs> and, and, and I had and. two days to work on stuff. And I was like, I always put my clients before our stuff. So it's like, I had work to do for everybody else. Um, that's why we didn't have, that's what's been going on. <laughs> like, so now here we are regional chance for the first time ever with the ladies. And we are, I'm scared to say it, but we are currently like the favorites to win state. I'm so happy so for you guys. We just, uh, we need your prayers for, health mm-hmm. uh, an injury could derail yep. us or another baton drop so we need injury support or uh, uh, non-injury you know, praying for non-injuries yeah. and uh just like you know peace and calm so that we don't mess up and that you have fun they've earned it i will start having fun after the four by one's over <laughs> <laughs> but i hope they have fun doing it like i hope they realize like Man, I hope they're writing that down for college scholarship applications because yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's an essay. Like I'm listening to that thinking that's a good, what an opportunity to, to grow up and yeah. think about how you can apply that as you get older. Yeah. I'm so proud of them. I cried like crazy on Thursday. You sound like a proud dad. I, love <laughs> I, I was. Like, it's I love funny it. because I used to be, when I first started uh, coaching, let's see, I was 24, 24, 25. So like the kids that I was coaching were, it was the boys and they were old. They, yeah. they were 17 or 18. It's like, I was right. like an older brother to them. I'm literally sure. the age of their older brothers. And now, so it was like all fun. Cause I'm like the older brother coaching them, pushing them like this. We're all having a blast. And now I'm coaching these girls who are 20. No, almost 20, like eight, 17, 18 years younger than me. Like I'm like their dad. <laughs> Like, so I really now you're I, now you're sending them directions on ways. Yeah, exactly. Dad's on the way. <laughs> but I am. I'm just really proud of them. And it, it was be. it was it was quite a roller coaster of emotions. Um, but we're kind of riding on that high now, and hopefully everything goes well. And next week's show, we'll have some news for you. I would yeah, hope. I hope so. so too. I'll be listening. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. So lots of uh, lots of uh, ups and downs, but that's kind of the update for me. So um, sorry there was no episode, but. I think you understand now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back for uh, one more little conversation. Well, we're
we're kind of in that no man's land uh, with the surgery and everything that we just mentioned. Uh, so we might be okay financially. We might not. Either way, we could use your help. Um, all of our, all of my income comes from uh, you guys here at Fort Catholic, from the show, and primarily from our donors. So, if you want to help our family and help our uh, our show, like we can pay for things like you know arm surgery, but also pay for things like hire more people. We just have a new hire. One of my best friends is working with us now. It's very exciting. Um, but we're growing. Uh, the ministry's growing, and our family is breaking. So, whichever reason to donate works for you you can do so at fortecatholic.com slash donate uh the bedrock of our support comes from our monthly donors if you can give you know five bucks a month we have people giving 25 dollars a month uh 25 bucks a month we have people giving 50 100 all the way up to like 250 and even a couple of very big donors on top of that we could always use your support uh but especially right now with uh everything that, that we just shared is going on so if you want to support our ministry support our family you can do so it's all uh non-profit it's, it's tax deductible uh you know help you on your taxes for next year since hopefully you filed your taxes already if not you're a felon uh for the catholic.com slash donate thank you for all of you who are already donating and thanks in advance for those of you uh who are going to start appreciate it Welcome back to Fort Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is still Catherine Whitaker. I had to change shirts, which I sweat every episode. But we talked about how hot it was outside, how humid it was. It, it's only 70. It only feels like it, 77, no. Taylor. See? Uh, yeah, my Liar. phone's lying to me. Um, <laughs> you know, we had somebody mowing the lawn outside, so I was a little getting angry about that. And then I was like stressed, feeling all of my emotions, telling the story. for life. So I was, I sweated through my shirt and uh, I'm wearing a new one. I'm wearing Allison Sullivan's shirt. It's very nice. Uh, but I, I should have worn mine. I have it in white. You do. That was the women's color. Yeah. Which I didn't understand. But it is what oh, it that is. makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I have a, I have a hotness joke for you. you okay. For oh, I'm ready. It's a faith warmth joke. And I didn't prepare this. So let's hope that I get it correctly. Okay. okay, don't blow the punchline. I, I hope I will not. So, um, Peter, standing at the gates of heaven. You know, okay. that, like his job is to like let people in. Yeah, he's like to say, "Come on in" or go to hell. You right. know, like that's yeah. his job. Uh, so he's standing up at the gates of heaven, saying, "Yes, no, yes, no." You know, come in or go to hell. And he looks down, and from the clouds in heaven, he can look down and he can see hell, and it looks like they're having a blast out. The fire's gone. It looks like it's a crisp, crisp 68 degrees. They're playing around. They're, th they're throwing footballs. They're, they're, they're playing chess and just having an absolute great time. I don't know why chess came to mind, but it is what it is. Uh, they're, having, they're having a ball. And Peter's like, hey, hold on, hold on. We need to have a parlay. So he calls down to Satan. They meet in the middle, right? And he's like, hey, hey, hey. What's going on down there? It's supposed to be like flaming hot and there's supposed to be fires everywhere. It's supposed to be super, super warm. Everybody's supposed to be suffering. It looks like I'm having a good time. And Satan says, well, we have a few engineers down here. We built, rigged up an air conditioning system. Like we're having a great time. And Peter's like, no, 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 no. Like you can't do that. That's, that's like against the rules. And Satan goes, um, oh no. And he says, uh, uh, yeah, it's against the rules. Uh, you need to stop that. And Satan's like, well, we're not going to. We're not going to stop. We're actually really, really enjoying this. And uh, Peter says, well, uh, well, we're going to take it to court. I'm going to sue you. And Satan says, with what lawyers? Because <laughs> they're not there. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Nice. Uh, this, this joke brought to you by somebody whose whole good, family is lawyers, so don't yell at that's me. That's a good dad joke. <laughs> it was a lawyer joke told to me by a lawyer in my family. <laughs> that's funny.
Uh, okay. Uh, last segment, uh, we were you know, talking about life and highs and lows and all that kind of stuff. But you started, uh, you led perfectly into what we're going to talk about here in this segment. We we're talking about parenting and how, like, you know, hopefully life, you know, things do get more difficult as, as, we, as we all get older. But hopefully we're a little bit more prepared for it. You were saying we're more loving, we're more, we can be more peaceful. That sort of thing as you get older. So you, do you think that you're a better person now than you were at, I'm 33. Do you think you're a better person now than you were at 33? I think my give a damn button's broken. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because later this week, as long as I have time, I am doing, uh, on our YouTube channel, I'm doing a review of a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a... Oh, yeah. that, I've heard about that book. Yeah. Perfect. You're everything up. You're just, you don't even know. I'm, it's great. I'm like it's the perfect good. co-host. I know. It's okay. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I hope that I, I'm, I'm trying to think. Okay, let's see. You know what? Ten years ago, I had five kids. Yeah, I think I'm, I, I'm certainly, things that really stressed me out or that I really obsessed over, I think finally God knew that my magic number of children was six. Because that's when I finally just was like, I, I won't say what I finally felt like, but um, I finally let it go. It's over. No, 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 no. Like Thank I, God. no, but I like let go of like I think we have this false um, mindset as women that if we do these things, like if we have this rubric and we follow these things and we follow this checklist, then this will be our result. It's like a science experiment, right? Like you put these variables in, you get this out. It doesn't work. It's more art yeah, than it is science. The periodic table. They are not. <laughs> and so I think when you finally figure that part out and you figure out these are the things that I really do have control over and these are the things that I should care about. I have a friend who always asks me, is it a salvation issue? If not, let it go. She's right. Like it's our egos that don't allow us to let things go. And so I'm finding that I'm course correcting faster than I used to. Like instead of stewing about something for weeks, it might take me a day or two. And then I'm like, okay, well, it's fine. Or I'll get an email and I'm like, delete. You know, where, whereas just, I used to be like. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor goes straight to the junk mail. Well, I, I'm not saying that I don't still get riled up because trust me, the number of emails that I've gotten from the school this week, I've gotten plenty riled up. But, um, but I think that I am a better, I think I'm a better mom because I'm, I did it wrong first. Mm. Right. Like we keep telling our kids, kids. I know, but I told the kids, I was like, the only reason I'm better now is because I did it wrong first. That's the only way you learn. Yeah. I mean, how do we learn a lesson? Because we jacked it up the first time. Yeah. hundred percent. This is why we have to go to therapy. Like this is why, and I don't mean that. I'm not saying that jokingly. I mean, I really do believe that because you learn and then you're like, well, how do I get better when this really hard thing happens to me? And, um, and I'm an imperfect parent, you know, parenting imperfect children. So we're going to make some mistakes. I think it was Sister Josephine um, said this actually on my podcast, which doesn't come out until later this year, but she said... Um, good plug. It's good. Well, but Hit she, subscribe. It'll get there eventually. It was really good. She said, if you, if you give me um, a perfect parent over the parent who makes mistakes but repairs well, I will choose the parent who makes mistakes and repairs well every time over the, per- the parent that does it perfectly. And I have not that's really been sitting in my heart because it's true. Like how well am I repairing? So you'd rather have Joseph as a dad than Mary as a mom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess if you say it that way, it's just just your words, parenting them back to you. Uh, It's interesting because I look back and like, you know, I was 23 
10 years ago. And I think in almost every area of my life, I'm better now. Like I have talk about getting riled up. I have a lot less anger now, or at least control it or it, or it doesn't last as long. Mm -hmm. I used to, you know, um, I think I'm more patient. I think I have a wider range of emotions now. I think, I, I do think that I'm a better person than I was 10 years ago, except for one area. My prayer life was incredible. When and you were younger. Incredible when I was like late high school and then through college. Do you think it's just because it's changed? I, it's, it's because I just have way more responsibilities now. Which just but what I'm saying older. is, do you think that you thought it was good because you prayed a certain way and now that you're older, you have to readjust your prayer life to fit your new season? No, it was better in every way. You're okay. trying to make me feel no, better. No, I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm just asking clarifying uh, it, questions. It, there was, it was more and it okay. was better and it was deeper and it was more heartfelt and I paid attention more, like almost every aspect. Um, but as thing, so I, I have gotten, I like, I think a few years ago I would have said I was better in everything 10 years ago. But I think the, especially the last few years, I've grown a lot in how I treat people. How, uh, not that I, it's still not great, but it's better than it was, you know? And, but, but it is really interesting that like that one piece, cause you, you would kind of think that like for most Catholics, the better your spiritual life is going, the better you're hand handling things in your life where it's like, the closer that I, you know, it's kind of the overflow mentality of like the closer that I am to God and it's just overflowing into my life and how I treat people and, and how I treat myself and my thoughts and my emotions and all, all that kind of stuff. But it's like, I feel like I've gotten better at that without when I feel like a lot of times, like my spiritual cup is dry. I'm not, it's not the overflow. It's like I'm doing, I've gotten better and it's through God's help. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, I'm missing that part. And you were, you, you know, you were talking earlier. We, it's, it's interesting. You you brought up the parenting example in the middle of us talking about track, and I had been thinking for uh, for the last like week or so, focusing on how we call it practicing our faith. Like I'm a practicing Catholic, right? Uh, which means that like we're active and we're doing things, but I never really thought about it as like legitimate one to one practice, like practice of the faith as a comp to practicing track mm -hmm. or practicing football or practicing basketball or whatever it is. And I started thinking about it, like as a coach for my kids, it's like, think there's things that I allow at practice that I don't allow on game day. It's just a different mindset. It's like we can make mistakes at practice because it's practice and we do them over and over and over and over again so that, when you get to game day, you don't make the mistake. Exactly. Like you're allowed to make mistakes there where if you make a mistake on game day, I might treat you a little bit differently. You might not make the state tournament. You might not make the state tournament. State tournament. You might, uh, I might get on to you a little more and say like, you're better than that. We need better next we week. We practice. If there is a next week, I've, right? Uh, we practice this. That's what I always want. Yeah, we, exactly. we practice this. Like you are prepared for this. I've done the hardest part for me as a coach, especially over these last few weeks is like, I can do... I kept looking back of like, I could have done this better. I could have done this better. But it's like, at some point, it's like, not, not really. Mm -hmm. Like, at some point, it's up to them, right? And But that's a metaphor for parenthood is that you have to detach and let go because you can build the foundation, but then what they choose to do with it is not on you. It's right. on them. Right. And it's like, you can, even as a parent, you can look back and be like, I could have done this different. I could have done this. But it's like, well, sure you could I have. Did a, I did a good job. I did a good job and I set them up for it yeah. and they screwed up, you know, or... I set them up and they did great or whatever, right? Uh, 
But it started letting me, and this is, it's not a perfect analogy, but it is what it is. I, I think it started a lot, like, not, it is and it isn't. But what I started thinking about was not every day in my spiritual life is game day. Like, we don't call it, I'm a game day Catholic. <laughs> you know, I'm a Sunday Catholic, whatever. We call it. I'm well, a- there are a few Sunday Catholics. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I say that I'm a practicing Catholic. And yet, I hold my st- myself to the standard of game day every day. And we hold other people to a really high standard. Like, how dare they mess up? How dare they do that? Right. That's so horrible. I can't right. believe that they did that. And I'm like... Um, actually you're doing, (laughs) we are all messing up. Like, I think that's the thing I'm about to get on a tangent here, but I mean, (laughs) I even adjusted my shirt. I mean, I think that that's, that is the reason why we struggle, um, in our faith and in unity in the church is because we hold other people to a higher standard than we hold ourselves to, or that we look at someone and we're like, why can't they do that right? When we are making just as many mistakes instead of giving them grace and also like, Let's talk about where the deficiencies are. Am I just looking at their faults and they're really a reflection of where I need to be better? Mm-hmm. Answer, probably so. So I think that's very much so that we we practice our faith. We do things. We show up so that we can get better. And we should allow for the same grace for other people. Like just because you have achieved, like you have unlocked master prayer level, right? Doesn't mean that you can't look at someone else and be like, well, I don't know why they don't pray. I mean, if they just did it the way I did, and instead we expect them to get where we are and and deny them the ability to to walk the journey. You have to give people time to do that. Why can't people see that life is sacred? Well, I can't believe that, so I'm no longer going to talk to them. Well, allow them the grace to experience the journey that maybe you have too of seeing, you know, the beauty of all of those things. And there are every example in the church, every teaching of the church falls into that is that we don't allow ourselves and other people the grace to get there. Yeah. And I do think a lot of people struggle with that. I think my struggle is I do that better for other people than I do it for myself. Sure. I don't, I, I, I think I don't hold people to game day Catholic standards as much as I do myself. And I think it comes from a place that makes sense. It comes from like scripture says, be perfect. as my heavenly father's perfect. That's Jesus. Like he's saying you need to be perfect, which like, that sounds like game day. And I think the big thing that um, a lot of people say is like, it's the whole mo- the me- momentum Mori thing, mm-hmm. which is a very good thing. But I think I, I might, and I think other people might focus on that too much of like, I need to be perfect at any moment because I can die at any moment. It's very true. It's, sure it, it, is. it is very true. And that is a reality. But at the same time, it's also true that, but nobody, the, the, but nobody dies perfect. We all die imperfectly. And the average life is 75. Both of us could walk out right now and get hit by a bus. Everybody, you know, everybody gets hit by, nobody don't know how many people actually get hit by buses, <laughs> but like we could go get in a car wreck and die mm-hmm. today when we leave today. And like, that is a reality. I appreciate that since I'm getting on the road <laughs> yeah, here in a few fun, hours. But that is a reality and it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. But I think that's also a heck of a lot of pressure. It's a heck of a lot of pressure. But what I mean by that is I put that kind of pressure on our track kids. This could be it, especially in the postseason. Like, if you do not qualify, it's it. With a few exceptions. But, like, you know, if you don't qualify, it's over. But, like, that's not 
on average how our lives are going to go. Could we leave and die? Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think I, I think I'm putting way too much pressure on both like my relationship with God, just me and God, like the the spiritual component, but then also like the stuff that you were saying, being more patient, being more loving, uh, uh, watching my words more carefully. Like I put so much pressure on it where it's like it, I'm constantly on game day mode and I never allow myself to like practice my right. faith, like to try prayer and be bad at it, to uh, try to be loving and actually say something sarcastic and hurt somebody's feelings. Like, I, I, it's this weird, complicated thing because it's like everything on the quote unquote other side is true. We could all die today. We're called to be perfect. Uh, we need to be ready for that moment. But at the same time, it's also reality that human beings live till 70, 75, that we all know that we're going to make mistakes and we all know that we're not going to be perfect all the time. So it was just this weird, like, thought process where I don't think I really got to an ending other than I think I need to be a little bit more lenient with myself in my spiritual life, both with God and the times that I make mistakes and, you know. Well, yeah. And thinking too about how do I approach things with intention? Like, do I, I mean, I'll give you an example. So today I was taking photos of my senior, his senior photos. And, um, I mean, in my mind, I know this is it. Like, I'm not going to see him in these uniforms anymore. This is the last time I'm going to see him walk out of that dorm. But instead of thinking about all the hardness of all that, I just kept thinking, man, I got to spend an hour and a half with my senior. Just no other kids. Mm. Campus was kind of quiet today. And we just were just talking about stuff. And I thought... God knew that I needed that. And so I think he keeps like, he keeps pulling us back to the present and saying like, just one, be where your feet are, but also like do things with, with deep intention because you're going to mess them up. Like I'm going to love my kids imperfectly. You know, maybe today I said something that I shouldn't have said to him today, or maybe I had an opinion that I shouldn't have. But the reality is, is that I got in the car, I figured out the schedule, I got over here and we spent time together. And my hope is, is that he will sort of much like God and in, in his great mercy, forget maybe some of the things that I said or did that, oh, I don't know if my mom said that, but, but instead I'm going to remember that my mom drove over here because she loves me. Right. So yeah. I think that it's, I think it's the intention part that we seem to discount as not being important when I think it's the most important. Yeah. Like, even if like, let's just say you did say something that rubbed them the wrong way today. He might think about that today. A week from now, two weeks from now, right. three weeks from now, years from now, he'll yep. be like, my mom came and spent time with me. Right. That was really nice. You know, like, um, or I didn't want to take those po- photos, but I'm super glad that my mom, because right, right, right. he kept looking at me like, what else do you want me to do? And I, so he did it. What I was so touched is that he basically did it all for me. He, he didn't need, he's like, mom, I don't need any of these photos. But then I did notice him like scrolling through his phone. He's like, what do you think about like that? And I was like, oh, so we do care. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the good news for him, what he doesn't know yet is those photos are going to be precious because he's currently great looking kid in great shape and in 10 to 15 <laughs> years going to look like me and be just like me looking back at those old pictures like, man, I so, used to look good. So right? glad yeah. my mom took those photos. <laughs> I got proved to see I used to be cool. That's what I do. Uh, the last the last piece of this was just that um, we practice in the little things so that we're ready for the big thing. Right, like sure. we practice on a Monday so that we're ready for the big meet. We might call that Saturday. virtue right. in the church. Exactly. So, it's like that. That was the last little piece I took away. Was the, the first half was like being a little bit more lenient on myself and allowing myself to practice. But then the second part was like 
Oh, no, but we practice for a reason. We practice to be prepared for the big moment. So it's like choosing to love in the little moments so that I can love in the big heart, like the harder, more stressful moments. Choosing to be patient with little frustrations so that I can be patient with big frustrations, right? So that was it. That was what I was thinking about in the middle of my very stressful two weeks with uh, spiritual life falling apart, my life falling apart. I hope the next time we talk, things will be like a little more even. I hope so, too. It's been insane. Like, my life isn't like I, this. And it's been like this for three weeks. Uh, but I think things are going to calm down. Track season's ending either way this this coming Saturday. And we're going on vacation in a few weeks. School's going to end. So, like, th- I think things will calm down. But it's just been a lot. A lot. So, anyway, thanks for being here. Thanks nice. for coming. I know you had a busy day to do today, too. Thanks for fitting, fitting us in today. And uh, thank oh, you guys. For I mean, time. I came to call station and saw you. You did. Not for me, but you but you did it. No, you're sandwiched in between. <laughs> hey, I waved you. Okay, you're part of the family yeah, thanks, now. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> All right, I'm Taylor Shaw. That's Catherine Whitaker. I'll probably be back in a week. She'll be back next month. See ya! Thank you guys for watching and listening to today's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please hit subscribe so that you don't miss next week's episode. Uh, also, check out all the other things that we have going on on our YouTube channel. We're releasing old episodes of the show. Some uh, of you newer listeners that didn't listen way back in 2016 when we started all this, uh, there have been a few of you that commented like, hey, this is actually fun to go back and listen to how bad the show used to be instead of how bad it is now. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was just me. I didn't even have friends to talk to. It was, it was a, a good old time. But we've also got our uh, entire entire Catholic Foundation series on there, which is our like Catholicism 101 uh, teachings on topics like Mary and the Bible and uh, salvation history and the moral life. Uh, you can also check out uh, our Catholic Perspective series, which I mentioned earlier in the show. We're going to be doing our first ever book review, hopefully this week. We're supposed to go out last week, but y'all heard what's going on. Uh, we've got our favorite movies, uh, Disney, Marvel, TV shows, all that sort of stuff there. YouTube.com slash Fort the Catholic. Hit subscribe and uh, go watch some of those videos. Uh, other than that, I'll see you next week. Keep keep us in your prayers. We're praying for all of you guys that listen this week as well. Love you.